And now, this is the DDT Wrestling Podcast with DC Matthews and Doc Manson. Doc Manson at Doc Manson, you are my resident science expert, which means you also must be a medical expert. Um, why, why, why do sore throats happen? Well, they can happen for a lot of different reasons. DC Matthews at VDC Matthews. Um, you know, some sort of physical trauma. If you were to uh, have something repeatedly stabbing in and out of your throat and causing some sort of blunt trauma, that certainly could be one way to end up with micro tears, which would also result in soreness. Okay. In and out, in and out. Uh, 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 uh. I really regret having asked the question. Uh-huh. Um, what you, if, I mean, you did ask. Let's, let's presume that hasn't been the case. No physical trauma. No. Hmm. Well, I mean, you could... This is more rare, but in some instances, people have been known to swallow in such a way um, where the peristalsis, which is the contractions of the uh, longitudinal muscle layer, which helps move things down the esophagus and into the stomach, can cause sort of this, um, let's just say they get out of sync, I guess. And what happens is the esophagus, the muscle, can actually tear itself leading to a hole in your esophagus. So I don't know what you were trying to swallow uh, that would have caused such a thing, such a reaction. But that's certainly another way that, you know, without some sort of external physical trauma, you could still end up with a physical damage to your throat. And those are the only two causes? Oh, no. I mean, you could have an infection, which could cause inflammation, and inflammation in the area could also resort in some result, rather, in soreness, certainly, felt by uh, them person who was sick. Yeah, that's my worry, you know. Uh, as a teacher, the closer I get to a vacation... Or maybe you did a lot of yelling, and you strained your throat that way. I don't feel like I did a lot of yelling. Maybe you were doing some sort of vigorous activity that required you to, you know... Grunt exclaim things very loudly for a long period of time. Maybe you were overjoyed at some sort of experience that was occurring to you. Could be related to the two of, two of the other topics I, uh, you know, are you mentioned. Are you presuming that I am a very loud exclaimer? Oh, I think you would have to be. That's very kind of you. I don't believe that's true. Yeah, but... I feel like you'd be more like a whimperer, actually. Could you give it like a good bear growl? Maybe that would maybe that would do it. Can I like right now or you Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh probably gonna hurt my throat more, but Okay, well I, I would suggest against Rrr, is that is that, oh, a, well. is that a bear growl? I got I gotta admit, uh got a little excited there. Got a little excited. Now for that. me, for the kind of bear I am, it should be more of that that that's doing something for me because you know i'm tranquilized so i'm slowing down gotcha gotcha yes as i slide on my stomach down the stairs (laughs) that only happened because you were trying to be stealthy yeah (laughs) we all know how well that works yeah well yeah so um what's new what's new in the life of the Manson family? What's what's going on? How how are things? How's everything? Things are Things are good. No complaints. Had some weather this week. Took a day off to mostly so I wouldn't have to drive in it. And you know, chipped out the driveway. That took a while. Had a lot of ice There was up. a lot of ice. How Now you have a snowblower, correct? I do. I do. Does that do anything in the ice, or do you have to go out there with uh, a chisel? Yeah, not a chisel, but I've got, like, this implement that's, you know, a long wooden pole with 
what sort of looks like a hoe on the end of it, but it, instead of having that bent neck like you would have on a hoe, it's just straight. I don't know what those are called. As a, we had one as a kid as well, and we've always just I always just called them an ice chopper. That's what we used them for. Oh, yeah, I'd that call it an ice chipper. They, but yeah, I mean, I, that's basically what you use. Come at it from an angle, and you kind of just slide it underneath, and it just sort of comes up. Real exciting stuff. My lower back is very pleased with me today. I can tell you that much. How long does it take to now you don't have a long driveway, but how long no. does how long does it take to chip the driveway? It takes a while. So you don't pay someone to to plow you out? I am an able bodied young man who felt like I was dying upon completion of that task. <laughs> yeah, the point taken. But no, no, I do it myself. Do you now you have a two car garage. Do you chip the whole driveway or just enough for the one car to get out and back in again? I do the whole thing, mostly so there's safe walking areas. Because, you know, the dog still needs to go out and you don't want to fall while the dog's on the leash or Did you have to whatever. chip the stairs and the walkway? Yeah. And the walkway is actually the real problematic part because our walkway is like smaller stone brick, you know? So it's not a smooth surface really to just sort of scrape against like you can with the driveway. So that's a bit of a pain, but it is what it is. Make it sound so fun. Yeah, whatever. It's just part and parcel. Go along with it. I looked out the window and watched the plow go by and watched the guys shoveling the walkway and throwing down salt. And I did go out a couple of times just to try to, because we do not have a garage, so try to, you know, keep the ice from accumulating that much on the vehicles. But uh, Oh, yeah. Driving home today, we had a little bit of a squall we right had, around the time we were we had leaving that, work. We had that issue as well. So, you know, that was a little treacherous. We live on a when we live on a road that's off of a rather windy, hilly road, and there's this one part of the road from this direction, you're sort of going around this tight left turn that then leads up a hill. And I've always worried about that turn because Coming down the hill, coming from home, I've always felt like, well, if I was going to hit ice coming down that hill, it could be problematic because then I wouldn't be able to actually make the turn. I've never once been concerned taking the turn from this direction and then going up into the hill. And, well, apparently I should have been concerned because I bounced off of a uh, guardrail <laughs> coming home really? from work tonight. <laughs> yeah. It was funny, though. Um, it was like 100% bumper cars because... It just started, I was into the bend, and it's all this fine, and, you know, you always know it's going to happen before it happens, like, you feel the car start to go, and you're always just like, all right, well, I hope the traction stays, I hope I maintain a grip here, and nope, and we just sort of bounced off of it while we were moving, and it didn't seem terrible, um, there was no loud crunching or anything, but it was still a solid, you know, kathunk right against the full side of the vehicle, and just sort of bounced off and kept going and just got home, got out of the car. And admittedly, the car is covered in shit, you know, salt and everything. So it's really hard to tell. Sure. I don't see any damage. Hey. Maybe there's some scratches under there. How fast but... were you going? No more than 20 miles an hour, I'd okay. say. Maybe 25. I actually wonder if, now granted, you probably chipped away all of the ice around like the side of the car on the doors and all of that sort of thing. Oh, I had no ice on the car because, yeah. again, we have a garage where we can oh, store that's it true. inside. That's true. So. I would wonder if the ice actually would act as a buffer and kind of. It probably would, especially for a gentle yeah. strike like yeah. this. You might crack was. the ice and break all that off. But, well, yeah. I'm glad everyone is OK. You know, a couple of cosmetic scratches and not the end of the world. I don't think. Whatever. That car is. uh it's got some worse looks on the front end already, so... Are you in the market for a new car? Probably next year, if I had to guess. Although, honestly, it feels weird buying a car right now. I feel like we're right on the cusp of, like, electric vehicles being way more viable than they are. Sure. And so, like, I feel weird buying a gasoline-powered vehicle right now. But at the same time, I, I also don't feel like the infrastructure is quite there... To really get that electric vehicle right now, especially since it would be our sole vehicle. Yeah, that's that's the question. 
So then I have had that thought, well, I could keep this thing. I don't have to trade it in. No. And I could also buy a second car. It is a two-car garage. Now, admittedly, I would be the primary driver of both vehicles, but I don't think that's a problem. And if anything, I think that saves you a little bit on the insurance, um, having only one, the same primary driver on multiple vehicles, right? Because you can only drive one car at a time. Sure. Um, So I feel like that might be a way to go. But then I'm just like, yeah, but it's still more money I'd have to pay. So, do they have charging stations on campus for electric cars? They do. Cars? In the, they have a parking garage. Oh yeah. Um, and there are two spots in there where you can park and charge your car. Two. However, again, being a college campus and a relatively liberal, um, school, those spots are always full. Yeah, that was my thing because that parking garage has four floors or something like that so two spots for four floors worth of cars yeah now there's another place right around the corner where there's several charging stations as well but then you'd be like i don't almost want to say the road you'd know what i was talking about but it's still it's a decent distance away you could go park there but then you'd have to walk back at 20 minutes half an hour sure to where we actually work you know so no and I don't even know how that works. Like how, you know, could you get to work and back on one charge? Oh, yeah. I mean, the electric vehicles I would buy would are the ones that are rated more like for 200 miles to the charge. Oh, okay. So. Wouldn't be too concerned about that. But, you know, then I start worried about going on vacation. And there are some people who say, oh, we'll just rent a car for vacations. If you have that anxiety. And I'm like, do you have any idea how much it costs to rent the car per day? No, I think you need to. I think that would be where you would have two cars. And right. yeah, you know, you take the gas powered vehicle out for the vacations and you use the electric car for kind of getting around. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. I think you start looking at some of these charging station maps. And I do think taking it on vacation becomes increasingly viable as an option. But. I still, they call it range anxiety, and I still feel like I would have that a bit too Mm -hmm. much the way the cars currently are. I have a cousin who has an electric car, and there is definitely range anxiety in him. Like, he lives in the Boston area, and coming down to this area for, like, you know, family functions or something, he'll talk about, well, I mean, you know, we need to make sure the car is charged or, you know, we might need to stop somewhere halfway and recharge the car. And I'm like, you're going to Boston. It's not maybe because of the traffic that might be an issue. But yeah. And the other part of it is like, OK, they might say 200, 250 miles to the charge. But then you also have to factor in battery performance um, over time because, again, you know, The first year, yeah, you're going to actually get the full charge of that battery. But think about what your cell phone battery is like two years into ownership. Sure. How how long does that battery last versus when you first got it? Cars are the same way. And then on top of that, you live in New England. Do you have any idea how poorly a battery holds a charge in uh, freezing cold weather? Like you can easily probably cut at least 25% off that range figure, maybe more, um, depending on how well it copes with running a heater in the car. You know what I mean? So what I'm hearing is you're going to buy an electric car and move. I'd like to. Where do you want to go? Anywhere someone's going to employ me that's not here. So if you got a phone call from uh, some a Louisiana University down by where our good buddy Jeremy lives, and they were like, hey, we'd like you to come do this. We'll offer you let's say the same amount of money to go do it with cost of living is a lot less down south with, with a little bit more autonomy I, I i mean as long as they're willing to offer a position uh to the lovely mrs manson at the same time as part of the deal uh, i'm in i can't go from two salaries to one salary i suppose that's fair she could find a job probably she's very employable oh i agree Hundred percent. She would open uh, a bakery. I would want to have it set up before That's we true. made the move. That's true. Well, good to know. That just at any moment you could abandon me here. And oh yeah, because we see each other so often. I'm just saying Skype works fairly well. It does. However, I can't guarantee 
How many it's also dudes? 95% of how we do this show. I'm just saying, I don't know how many good faux restaurants there are in Louisiana. Jeremy, podcast at ddtwrestling.com. Let us know. Oh, but there's all sorts of food in Louisiana. That's true. Yeah, like, do you like a po' boy? I do like a po' boy. What's your preference? What's your po' boy of choice? I mean, probably just something easy like a BLT, but if you want to get crazy, get some shrimp in there. What? You can have a BLT po' boy. Isn't that just a BLT, what we would call a grinder or submarine? Say like what? What makes essentially a true po' boy is on uh, French bread, and to be true to the origins, it would be on really old, practically stale French bread. That's the reason why they called it a po' boy because it was the bread that the bakeries were basically going to just throw away. A modern day equivalent is not that. But yeah. Still, French bread. <clears throat> I remember when our local Mega Mart opened their sandwich shop, and I learned that you could get a grinder there on <coughs> one of their baguettes. Was mm. a, that was a good day. <laughs> All right. Well, good for you. How are you doing? We've been talking about me an awful um, lot. You have a you sore know, throat. I, again, like, you know, I think this happens for many teachers, but it definitely happens for me. When I'm coming up on a vacation, I feel my body shutting down. It's like we made it here, and the issue is, with this vacation specifically, the the holiday, the December one, usually Christmas is fairly close to when the break starts, and so I'm sick on Christmas, which is not fun, especially for my parents. Um, this year, we actually have a few days in between, so that's going to work out in my favor. So if I am sick, and I hope I'm not, but if I am, I should be able to recover and bounce back in time for the holiday um but no i things are things are good there's a little bit of a stressful time at work right now we're trying to fill uh, a position that is open and it's the middle of the year so we're not getting necessarily the ideal candidates we would want so there's a bit of is this a full-time position yeah gq get on it if he doesn't mind not having insurance, well, because it's 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 a it's a full time position, but you would be a you know a substitute, so you don't get paid. You don't get. The oh, benefits. and this is not an ongoing position. Not for right now. No, it would be through the end of the year. So if GQ wants to apply, hey, that would be no, great. no. I, that doesn't sound like a good move for him. No, I don't know what their insurance situation is, but um, I suspect he wouldn't need to worry about that, but. I don't know. I don't know how that works. But I can I tell you, and this is no slight on GQ, he never entered my mind. Like, I reached out to a couple of people I knew just to be like, hey, you know, you think I, – I think it was just I never expect – I never no, but considered as a, he as a substitute it. position, yeah. again, that it's a step back as a position because yeah. he has – a full-time permanent yeah. teaching. Well, and once you have tenure, especially as a teacher, it is very difficult to let that go. Because if I were to move, if I were to go to Louisiana and become a teacher, I would have to work for a couple of years before getting tenure back. And, you know, I say what you will about tenure, whether it's for professors or whatever. Some people are anti-tenure. Some people are pro-tenure. It's a nice position to be in. To know that they would have to work very hard to get rid of me. And oh, true. They, and oh, they've tried. Oh, they've tried. Have they? Have they? No. I'm delightful. Are you? Um, yeah. Okay. I think I think most of the time. I have my moments. I'd also like to point out that I've heard through the grapevine about this DDT bestie chat. And I was told that recently in this chat, you were explaining to folks what KY Jelly was. <laughs> And I would also like to point out, I remember back to the first day that I was in the DDT Pesty chat, and in addition to telling other people that they could not invite people to this chat, I believe you also said that there were rules and that we would have to behave in this chat. And yet here you are. I see no, I'm being educational. Why is that breaking, a, why is that misbehaving? Mm-hmm. I am trying to inform people as they... Can't all conversations be considered educational? Mitchell though? didn't know what it was. He was talking well, about Kentucky, and I asked if there was any good jelly in Kentucky. And some people got the joke, and there was a hearty guffaw. 
And Mitchell didn't get the joke, and so I explained to him what KY Jelly was. Now, at some point, somebody suggested putting it on toast. Well, because the conversation was about jelly. I see. And I so. see. Well, while Mitchell, while everything has been worked out now, and the whole KY Jelly situation has become, you know, apparent to you, I would like to make a recommendation. The next time you have toast, uh, I would recommend a product called Astroglide. <laughs> it's delicious. I'm Okay. I like that you have spies that are reporting to you on the goings-on in the DDT Bestie chat. I'd like to also point out, I now, I did not leave. I'd like to just say this for the record. But you did. I, I did not actively leave but the But you must your have, because I it, sa- it says when someone is added or removed, because it says who adds or removes them. Yours just says DC Matthews left. I am saying, and Mitchell can back me up because Mitchell left the DDD Bestie chat without meaning to. If my, for some reason, I left the Find Your Happy chat. I don't remember leaving. Perhaps in a drunken stupor one night I did. I don't necessarily, I can't say necessarily that I miss it, nor am I asking people what's going on in the oh, Find Your Happy ask. chat. Oh, I didn't ask. Uh-huh. Who told you? Who, who ratted me out? I want to know. I don't remember, who's but it's definitely mole? one of the UK who's, folks. Who's the mole in my... You know, it might have been Glenn. I forgive Glenn. Do you? Glenn, Glenn might have pointed it out because it, it is a departure. You know, I feel like I can, I can be a little more relaxed for most people in the well, DDT Bestie chat. And in fairness, that is exactly what KY Jelly is for. Peanut butter and jelly sandwich. Helping you relax. So. So. TLC, huh? That was, that was a pay-per-view that happened. TLC is another th- activity you could engage in with KY Jelly, yes? Is it tender? Mm, it is. Okay. And loving? It, yes. And you always need to be careful. Very. I'm going to take a minute because I have a question I want to ask, but I also probably don't want to know the answer. So I'm just going to let that let that sail on by. Um, okay. There there were three <laughs> there were three pay per views this weekend: Final Battle, uh, NWA Into the Fire, and TLC. I will safely presume that you saw none of them. What were they again? Ring of Honor's Final Battle. NWA into the fire and WWE presented TLC. Great. You have access. I'm just saying you might have on a Sunday been bored. You're done with your Christmas horror uh, movies. Barn burner of a match. Roman Reigns versus King Corbin. How was that? It was not the best match on the card, but it wasn't bad. Really? You don't say. And hey, Baron Corbin won. Good King Corbin was the victor. Oh, great. So, with help from Dolph Ziggler and the Revival, but still. Mm, good. And nobody came to save Roman Reigns, which is going to lead to some, I think, some interesting, you know, interesting events on SmackDown because it was four on one and nobody came to the aid of Roman Reigns. Ali, no way. Shorty G, no way. Um, other baby faces from SmackDown whose names escape me at the moment, no way. By himself. Fascinating. Bray Wyatt wrestled, not The Fiend, but Bray Wyatt. His entrance was awesome. I I think you should YouTube it if you haven't seen it yet. Because he came out to the Firefly Funhouse theme with the sweater. and So that was good. Buddy Murphy and Aleister Black tore it down. I got to go back and watch that again. New Day versus The Revival. Excellent ladder match. I enjoyed it. I thought it was a good show. Goodbye. He's leaving. He's t- taking the headphones off. He's walked away. Oh, the door is open. He has closed the door. I don't know why he left. Perhaps he's running to the bathroom. Perhaps he's uh, 
you know, just making a statement that if I'm going to continue to talk about wrestling, he's going to not be part. But anyways, you take some toast. You make sure it is nicely toasted. And then you want a really good smear of jelly. Oh, (laughs) no, don't come back. Come back. He sat down and then he left again. I thought I was going to try to lure you in with some enticing conversation. Delicious. Are you, are you suggesting that you do not want? I try to include a little bit of wrestling, but that's fine. No, it's clearly not fine. You got up I and think, left. I think it's fine that I can have three minutes when I can walk away from the microphone. I I think that's fine. If you'd like some time to just talk to the besties on your own, <laughs> the phone is out. He's just checking the world. What would you like to talk about, Doc Nansen? What's what's no, on you? Nothing. What's on your mind? Not nothing really. Uh huh. Okay. Yep. Mhm. Mhm. Sad that this is the way the show ends. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know. All good things. That's what they say. And even bad things too. Are we definitely? Uh, Doing uh, an end of the year show this weekend? No. <coughs> Why not? I, because I said GQ I was fr- I, did not actually commit to anything. Reread his he text. Said he, he said he might be free, which of course means he's not going to be free. But I don't know that he was ever going to be free, anyways. And he said I might be free on Sunday afternoon. So yeah. it means he's probably thinking like three o'clock. Do you think we're going to do an end-of-the-year show starting Sunday at 3 o'clock? No, I think we're going to do the end-of-the-year show starting Sunday at 9 o'clock. And when GQ gets there, he gets there. Yeah. I mean, we need to talk I, about who the wettest wrestler is, the best no. hair. So what are we even doing on the end-of-year show? I feel like you know, I normally would have a plan in place. So what, what, what is the plan this year, D.C.? I suppose we go get some pho. We, I don't know. We don't really have a good way of recording remotely. Well, I suppose that's true. I don't know. Truthfully, I don't know what the plan is. Um, We just did DDT 200. So that was, you know, we we brought back the list briefly. We did some other things. Um, I don't know what we want to talk about. We could, we could talk. If you could do anything on an end-of-the-year celebration... Well, I'm glad you brought this up because... And, and I'm curious to know what your opinion is. Every, Twitter is going crazy because they're not only in their mind is it the end of the year, it is the end of the decade. Sure. So, you know, I don't know if we want to do uh, a decade. I don't know what the term is, not centennial. What's, what's the term for decade? Decatennial? <laughs> I don't know. Yes, I think that's what we need to call it. The DDT Decatennial. Um, you know, if, if we want to look back on the decade that was, both in terms of, you know, personally, where were we 10 years ago? Or if we want to look at wrestling or horror movies or movies in general, the popular culture, um, the advent of all of these streaming services, we could look ahead another 10 years and make some predictions and productions as to what the world might look like in 10 years. So we could do some things with that. Um, you know, I, the, the problem is you are no longer, not only are you not watching wrestling, I really truly think you could be happy to never talk about wrestling again for at least a little while for, I, I just, I don't, again, I don't have any, interest anymore honestly we could record while you're playing you know we could stream now that you've got your new fancy computer you could stream some video games i don't know like you know we could do some classic games i don't know if you can put them on twitch i don't know how that works i don't know how twitch works but i don't know if if we don't want to do anything I, I will be disappointed, but at the same time, I will understand because I, I don't know what we are going to do. It might just be, you know, a couple of shows. We'll have some food. There could be some taste tests, I suppose. Um, we haven't done those in a little bit. 
we could create some sort we could find some sort of tournament of the decade on the you know i don't know what do you want to do if you had your druthers doc manson what would you do for an end of the year decatennial show i probably wouldn't do one now i'm asking you doc manson because just to be clear you're asking doc manson I'm asking, no, I'm asking you. I'm, I'm actually not, a, I, here's the thing, here's the problem. I'm not asking Doc Manson, I'm asking you. Okay, because, that's different. Because <laughs> there is the answer that you will give on a podcast, and then there is your actual answer. And oftentimes they are the same thing, but sometimes they are not. In because, the past of this show, they often were not, but you know. So, Well, that's what I'm saying. So... You know, I understand the Doc Manson character would say, well, if I had my druthers, I wouldn't do one. But I'm asking you, the man <laughs> Me, behind <Doc> Manson. <laughs> the man in the lab coat, the man behind the lab coat, the man behind the Thulu mask or whatever, because I mean it. If you don't want to do one, I am OK not doing one. Like, I'm not wild about the idea. I would just assume. I just go, feel like go um, get, go get some pho. With yeah. GQ, and the three of us just go do that. Like, I want to spend oh, yeah. time with the two of you. Whether or not we record is irrelevant. And I'm sure there are people screaming at their, you know, podcast portals of choice because I'm sure they want us to do something. And maybe that's it. Maybe somebody needs to give us some ideas of what to do because the man behind Doc Manson just feels as though we should have a plan. Going into it. Yes. But when I asked what your ideal plan was, you said not to do it at all. No, that was Doc Manson. So Doc Manson said that. He did. Okay. So are you saying like off air we should start actually figuring out a plan? No, but if you want to talk about it for reals, I guess I just had to know that. <laughs> yes. Yes. I don't care if we do it on the show. Yes. We often um, we often go a little bit, you know, behind the curtain, so to speak. What should what do you want to do? I don't know. It probably doesn't make a lot of sense to do wrestling awards for the year. No. Um, but like you pointed out, for this decatennial, you could do you could do the best of the decade or something like that sure. for some of that stuff. But even that, I feel like, would be a bit of a stretch for us, especially to put that together. Um, I feel like we may have done the specific superlatives that we do. Ooh, wait a minute. What if this this might this might get some people excited. And maybe we could actually do this as a single show. Um what if we did a rendition of the list for the holiday show, but the caveat is we're only ranking WWE champions from the last decade. And by WWE champions, I mean... Um, I see US. WWE belts. Or do you mean at the main very title least, At the very least, just... At the very least, the heavyweight belts. Sure. Uh, maybe maybe we open it to the mid-card belts. I don't know. Okay. I would put a list... How many I people would, do you think that is? I will do the research and put a preliminary list together to look at what we're dealing with. Because if we're dealing with 40 names, that's a show. That is a show. If we're dealing with 16 names and just John Cena's name shows up a lot. And clearly we won't. Clearly there'll be more because we got to count, you know, the universal title. The You know, right. Because I, I wasn't watching. Here's the thing that's interesting to me about the decade is 2010 to 2014. I wasn't watching. Network launched and I bought back in and I've been watching since. But in your network diaries you haven't caught up on the 2010 to 2014 oh, years i'm still in 94 <laughs> i yeah. you know the maybe it's because you know there's video well, games it looks and, like you have some homework to do before sunday afternoon if you just call out of work i'm sure you can get through some of it <laughs> if one, i one hundredth of the yeah. content <laughs> yeah um i'm intrigued by that I'm That's an idea. That. That's an idea. I think there's something to that. You know, I again, you know, do you count tag at that teams? Point, Are we counting women's champions? Because 
you know, just talking about the difference in women's wrestling, people were pointing it out. You know, the Royal Rumble 2010, the first pay-per-view of this decade, there was a 10 Diva tag team match on the pre-show. That was it. TLC 2019, the final pay-per-view of the decade, Asuka and Kyrie Zane wrestled Becky Lynch and Charlotte in a TLC match on the main event of that pay-per-view. Sure. Yeah. So, um, again, depending it. on the number of names, it would I think sure. change the parameters. But I'm all for. I'll do the research. We'll get the names, and we can we can adjust. At that necessary. point, you could say the best WWE champion of the decade. Well, yeah, because that's it. We got to talk. It, it has to be the performance of those ten years. Yes, absolutely. And then, are we ranking? just their title reign like are we only counting cm punk's 434 days as like is it just how he was as champion or are we ranking his decade i think we would rank i think we would rank the talents based off of their hmm. I, I guess we would rank it based off of everything they did in the decade sure but again to qualify you needed to have been a champion during, during that the decade. decade. Yeah. Okay. I'll do the research. I love that idea because I think that is something. Because that could then, be a show. I mean, I don't that know. That could be a show. And, you know, I don't need to do a nine or ten hour podcast of Palooza, though if we wanted to throw in some holiday karaoke, I'm all for it. I mean, but and also in fairness, if if this is a 40-name list that could be a six-hour Papalooza, you know? Like, it could be. I'm all I'm all for a marathon. I don't know. The, as long as the sun's up. Um, all right. Well, that is intriguing. Now I'm excited because now I have some – I do have some work to do. But, yeah, there better be fun. That's all I can say. Oh, yeah. I think there's going to need to be. Um, all right. There's also going to need to be emails. Only two this week, which is okay. Oh. We're coming up on the holidays. Well, we're still you know. talking about it, though. Sure. Are you not available the 26th through the 1st? Things are up in the air right now. I will be available for part of that. Like, New Year's, I think, well, it really depends. Things things right now are up in the air. Plans are potentially changing. In I only of- ask because it seems like you're pushing... For this Sunday. But again, we didn't actually get confirmation from GQ. I know for sure that this coming weekend and the first half of the Monday before Christmas, I am wide open. So those three dates, I am the 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 21st half of the Monday, the, the 21st, the 22nd and part of the 23rd. I am available. I know 100%. Anything after Christmas as of right now has a question mark on it. So I am pushing those things because I know I can I can confirm I'm available. I'm not necessarily sure about. Okay. Well, GQ, let us know. You know. I know. I'm free. I, I think you're, you're not available Saturday. Was that correct? Correct. Saturday although, is Hanukkah. Although, again, I... Even though it's not, but it is. I think this is a re- a justified reason for you to not have to go. <laughs> like I think, I think Mrs. Yeah, Manson right. and and her family will understand if you stay home to record this very important podcast, and she can the go, very important podcast that I won't even tell them what it's about because eh, it's not it's state eh. state secrets state secrets. Uh-huh. Yeah. So, yes. Um, but, yeah. You know, if, if it's easier to do it after, I can – I'll just have to get my plans together and figure it out. All right. Podcast at DDTWrestling.com. Like I said, only two emails, but we're coming up on the holidays. People are busy. I know Mitchell was moving over the weekend. I know Danielle was moving over the weekend. A lot of people going here, there, and everywhere. Though our first Mitch- email is from Mitchell – and it's called Tis the Season. I'm not missing a third week of emails. If you were both forced to buy the other a gift with a 50 to $100 price range, what would it be? And go! People lately are really interested in 
and us, you know, asking each other questions or buying each other gifts or. I would get you. If the range is fifty to a hundred dollars, I'm gonna spend seventy five dollars to be right in the middle of the range, and I'm gonna get you seventy five dollars worth of KY jelly, <laughs> and maybe a loaf of bread. I'd really like to see Mrs. Matthews' face when you open this box that has a loaf of bread in it and just tubes upon tubes of KY jelly. I'm going to get you $75 worth of KY jelly and some stale French bread to make the best kind of po' boy there's ever been. It slides right down. Oh, that's the rule. You're not allowed to cut it. Right. You got to eat it. Ah. Oh um, god. Wow, that's really thoughtful. KY right. Poe Boy. I guess we finally have a title for this episode. It's gonna be the biggest show ever. Just by name alone. We're going viral. <laughs> uh let's see. Fifty to a hundred dollar price range. Well let's me think. I I enjoyed buying you the the book. The, the oh, yeah. horror book. But the problem is that was just a, you know, I found it at a used bookstore and that sort of thing. So I'm not sure if going actively looking for that, like you're either going to have found the book or I'm not going to find something that's particularly interesting. Um, but if you kept your eye out all year long, yes. with the idea of spending that much money on a collection of books, that wouldn't be a terrible gift. Yeah. Either that or I'm like, look, I'm going to buy you a bowl of pho once a month for the entire year. That's not bad. I think, similarly, I would buy you a monthly thing. Uh, I would just get you an annual subscription to the WWE Network. That would be so nice. I know you would use it. Yeah, that's true. I could look into... Although, is the horror streaming thing... Do you pay for that, or is it free? I pay for that, yeah. I see. But it's only like four bucks a month with the annual subscription, so... Yeah. I would I would consider like some sort of like bacon of the month club, but I've looked into bacon of the month club for relatives before. You can't get it for a hundred dollars. It's like a five. I, uh, it's like a five I or six hundred dollar investment. Yeah, I, we sort of joked about that ourselves because again, we were sort of having difficulty coming up with holiday gifts for each other. Me and uh, Mrs. Manson this sure. year. One of the things I sort of threw out there, and it was a joke, but also not a joke, um, was a jerky of the month club. <sighs> There you go. And the same thing, though. Yeah, like, you can't get expensive. on that for, like, less than $300. That's and, not... You know, and the bacon, they're like, look, we're getting you, like, artisanal bacon from some of the best bacon makers in the country, but... Baconeers? Yes. <laughs> oh, man. We need to start a band. <laughs> <laughs> the Baconeers! Um, but, yeah. No, I think that expensive. might be the band of Nerd DC. Nerd DC and the Baconeers. <sighs> Welcome to my house. Uh, that's a good question, Mitchell. I'm going to have to think about that. But yeah, I think I would. I would set out to like, all right, I'm going to get you a collection of books. Has Robert England written a book? I would say, or did he write a book? I would think he should have. My life is You know, I, I don't know. He may have, but I actually don't know. I was going to say either that or I would try to find you some sort of autographed memorabilia online. Yeah. But That's not a bad idea. Get you some autographs of Lupita Nyong'o, your your new yeah, best friend. Yeah, any any celebrities? Thing. Any celebrities uh, retweeting you with your horror things on the Instagram? No, just Lupita. We're on a first name basis now. <laughs> um, I will say, just to give you a, a, a tally here, my her repost topped out. Not much higher than it was before. Fifty four thousand one hundred. 75 likes. Hey. Pretty pleased with that. I was going to say. Pretty pleased. I, I I don't know the totals, but I, have, I had to guess. I would say if you added up all of the downloads to every podcast we've done, I don't know if you'd get to 54,000. I sincerely doubt it. So. Our, our last email of the evening comes from Glenn, the bestest of the besties. No subject. Good evening, guys. As this is the last recording before Christmas. Possibly not. Uh, just a short email to wish yourselves, Mrs. Matthews and Mrs. Manson, a very happy Christmas 
and a superb new year. Thanks, Glenn. Glenn, you truly are the best. Happy holidays to everyone, no matter what you celebrate. Festivus, Kwanzaa, Boxing Day, whatever it is. All the best to you and yours this holiday season. Doc Manson, what is your piece of positivity? Wow, is it? Once again, we always get to the end of the show and I am surprised. You're you ask me this every week, but I somehow do. I never ever think. Huh, um, I'm gonna go ahead and say my it's sort of a cop out and maybe related to what we were just talking about. Um, but my holiday horror mashups have been, I don't know, just I would say a source of joy and happiness for Good. me this last bit of time. How was the marathon? The Joe Bob Briggs? Oh, it was excellent. Yeah, very good. What were the movies? He watched uh, Black Christmas, a classic, so I'm not surprised to see that one. Um, and he also did Jack Frost, which, as you know, is that uh, mutant killer snowman movie, yep. which I uh, was a big fan of during college. Um, although I will say I'm actually a bigger fan of the second one than the first one because that one's even stupider, if that's possible. Um, and then the third movie was Silent Night, Deadly Night 2, which um, I actually haven't watched that movie yet. I've seen it before, but I haven't seen the Joe Bob presentation of it. I only watched the first two, and I, uh, I was almost watched it earlier this week, but I thought I'd save it just a little while longer. Fair enough. Yeah. But, you know, the holiday horror uh, mashups I'm doing on Instagram been a lot of fun. I'm spending a lot of my free time making them. I've done one every day since last we spoke. Wow. Um, there's still three more that I have already done and completed waiting to go out. I'm still sort of trying to think of other ones. I will say, you know, their reception, I think, in the general audience is up and down. I don't have a lot of followers on Instagram, so I'm really relying on hashtags for people to discover these things, you know. And, um, you know, some hit better than others. I've definitely noticed that older horror movies, like I did one... Um, of Cujo, very few likes on that one. Um, I'm finding that the the newer, more topical movies are the ones, you know, obviously in in the sort of mainstream consciousness, are having bigger reactions. And sure. I'm certainly not, you know, even approaching a fraction of the 54,000 that Lupita was able to introduce me to. But you know, I had one for um, I featured Art the Clown from Terrifier just yesterday. And that one already has, I think, 70 or 69 likes on it. Um, so, like, that's pretty good yeah. for one of mine that's, that's just, great. you know, going out there. And, yeah, I don't know. So I, I, it's, it's sort of fun seeing that pattern. It's a little disheartening when one of them doesn't hit. Sure. But at the same time, you know, starting to see. It gives you insight into what people are thinking and what, you know. Yeah, that's yeah, kind of fun. Movie. Are you going to continue after the holiday and just do some other mashups or horror yeah. things? Yeah. I'm going to do something. The thing I, I always used to sort of like about the B Movie Geek website was I used to do, you know, in, in addition to the reviews, in those reviews I would have um, photos usually with some sort of what I thought was a humorous caption at the time. Um, and this is sort of the same idea. And, you know, later in life I, I got a little bit more into making Photoshop edits, which is actually, you know, some of these holiday horror mashups I'm doing now are actually a little more complicated than the earlier ones that I was doing because I have um, started learning Photoshop because they released a full version of Photoshop on the iPad. So I've started using this as an excuse to sort of learn that. Um, and so I'm having a lot of fun with it, learning new things. And I've always had a lot of fun manipulating things in Photoshop. I'm not much of an illustrator as we've all been over before, but I am pretty good at manipulating things, I think. And I don't know, there's a lot of fun in this and Instagram seems like a good outlet for it. So I probably will continue producing original content, maybe not quite at this breakneck um, speed in the future, but I think I will continue doing something. There. Well, I think clearly you're going to need to create uh, some images for our list of the best of the decade. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, well, you mentioned Nerd DC before, and I'm not talking music. I'm talking legit. Because my piece of positivity is this book. It is Toward the Setting Sun, Columbus, Cabot, Vespucci, and the Race for America by David Boyle. Uh, I'm about halfway through. 
it is about how, you know, these three explorers all knew each other. Like, we tell separate stories, but their stories are interwoven. And my favorite part is just, you know, I remember freshman year of high school reading some Howard Zinn about Columbus and, you know, what a real person he was. You grow up as a kid thinking Columbus is this amazing explorer and all of this sort of stuff. And it wasn't until my freshman year of high school that I kind of learned that, you know, he's not exactly the hero that he is sometimes made out to be. And this is really kind of going into it. And it is, it is kind, it is sad, but also hilarious to hear about just how bad of a job he did. So I'm enjoying it quite a bit. Like I said, so the last time Full you brought up nerd. a book, I called you a nerd, and I think, I think I might have legitimately offended you that time. So I'm just not going to no. say anything other than I'm glad that you have something that you're enjoying. I don't remember which book that was. That I, I think was it was reading. another explorer. I want to say. Oh yes, um, Captain Cook. I'm, yeah, that was it. I am a history nerd, and it's what's funny is I was I had I was like a minor in history in college and didn't care nearly as much now. You know, I've got stacks of other books that I want to get to at some point as well. So I'll, I'll embrace it. I'll wear it like a bad. I'm a nerd when it comes to this sort of stuff. So, yeah, it's fun. I'm enjoying it. And I'm enjoying talking to you, as always. And now I am really looking forward to the decentennial, diannual, whatever we call it. The, you know, the, the chance to sit down with my two best friends. I think it's actually a decennial, if that's what we really oh. if we want the real term. But yeah, that makes sense. I really didn't know what it was. Um, that wasn't in my book. But uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to sitting down with my two best friends and just being silly and chatting for a few hours and eating good food. Good food. I am looking forward food. to the pho. Yeah. Uh, anything else you'd like to say, Doc Manson, before we head out into that good night? Yes. Please send us some emails podcast at ddtwrestling.com nobody did it this week so Mitchell and Glenn did and we're grateful for him yeah yeah so get on that folks and you know you can listen to our other episodes at ddtpod.com or wherever you get podcasts clearly you found this one so you know what you're doing subscribe and uh, finally you know give us some money patreon.com forward slash ddtwrestling keeps the lights on and uh, you know it's a it's a nice way especially during this giving season to let DC and Doc know how much you appreciate this show and how sad you would be if after the new year we just never came back without another word. You're now just fully embracing the fact that the only person who listens to this part of the show is Glenn. That's really Yeah, what pretty much. <laughs> he is Doc Manson at Doc Manson. I am DC Matthews at the DC Matthews. Glenn, we love you. Bake us a cake. And until we meet again, my friends, won't you be... Our bestie. I hope it has kinks in it. I love kinks. Has anyone ever said that before? I don't know what that is. Makes a good jelly.